Hello, welcome to the ministration of Footworks International. Footworks International is a Christian non-denominational missions organization that is committed to sending the gospel to people to receive it no matter where they are. Over the years, Footworks International have had apostolic visitations to many nations such as Benin, Zimbabwe, Zambia, Cameroon, Togo, Tanzania, and many more. We are ministering partners in several nations worldwide, making disciples and sending teaching materials through newsletters, CDs, and other mediums in French and English about seven nations and counting. The visible impact of the ministrations has brought many wonderful testimonies of salvation, healing, deliverance, spiritual growth, and economic restoration. As you listen, you receive the ability of God to produce effective results and make an impact in your generation. If you are sick, be ready to receive your healing. If you are brokenhearted, be ready to be comforted. If you do not know Jesus as your Lord, be ready to receive him as your Lord and Savior. Your life is blessed and transformed as you listen to the incorruptible word of God. Wow, so I want to share with us about waiting on the Lord. Yeah. The Bible talks about waiting on the Lord. And we've been learning about waiting on the Lord. I mean, we've been reading about it. So what does it mean to wait upon the Lord? Father, we give you praise. What a wonderful God we serve. Genesis chapter 2, verses 24. Genesis 2, 24. The Bible says that, so Jacob was left alone. It's important that we remember that. Because many times we are talking about prayer and waiting. It is time alone. Amen. Even if we are together with other people, we are still alone from the world. Amen. So it's a time of seclusion. It's a time when you leave everything and decide to place just the fellowship of God on your attention. Some people say that, you know, I pray all day. Yeah, that's good. I pray all day. Everywhere I'm walking, I'm praying. But there are times to just wait. Amen. You know, to, to wait is not to just hang around. You see, when we say you are waiting for someone, what does it mean? It means the person has your full attention. And your concentration and focus is all about that one person. So, you cannot be playing around and say you are waiting. <laughs> so, other things do not compete with your attention. So when we talk of waiting upon the Lord, there are times in our lives that should be continuous where nothing competes with God's attention. Father, we give you praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So the Bible says that Jacob was left alone. And the Bible says that a man wrestled with him till daybreak. And when the man saw that he could not overpower him, this and I, let me go to King James because um, it renders it in a better way than and these are the translations that I believe has given us the misconception about this particular, you know, story. Because, uh, anyway, maybe let's see what it says to understand. Father, we give you praise. The Bible says that Jacob was left alone. There wrestled a man with him until the breaking of day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, I prefer the word prevail not against him. Overpower is also true. But for the best for the sake of our learning, so that we can understand the context well. He touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint. Wow. As he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go. For the day breaketh. 
And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. Then thy name shall no more be called Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince, thou hast power with God and with men, and have prevailed. Other versions will say, Thou have wrestled with God and with men, and have prevailed. This says, You have power with God and with man, and you have prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou who had asked after my name? And he blessed him there. So he changed his name and then he blessed him. Amen. Father, we give you praise. And Jacob called the name of the place Penel. For I have seen God face to face. And my life is preserved. So that he noticed that this is God. <laughs> This is God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Father, we give you praise. Hallelujah. All these things teaches us about prayer. Everything that we see here is about prayer. Amen. It's not about fighting, but it's about prayer. And I, I pray that we can really place the contest for as we understand. But there's a lot of lessons that we can learn from this. The Bible says that a man wrestled with him. So God, and we later know that it was God. So God became a man. There's a difference between God becoming a man and God becoming human. Human relates to the human man. It relates to the fleshy, natural man. But the word man, it, it's, it's a being which is God's desire. We can later talk so much about man. But in the Bible, angels can be men. Before this time, Genesis 19, the Bible says that God came down as a man and he left as a man. And there were two angels with him. And when the angels went to Sodom and Gomorrah, the people of Sodom and Gomorrah, the you know, um, the males there wanted to sleep with these angels. That means they saw them as men. So, God can become a man, but there's a difference. Wow. He's not necessarily human. That's right. Wow. wow. Father, we give you praise. Amen. So, you see, we humans, we have been born. Every human has been born. That, also. Yes. that is a legal way we walk on the earth. That's right. But man is not necessarily born. These were men, but were not born by women. So their departure from the earth was not was just disappearing. So I'm saying that we can see a man on the earth who is not necessarily a human. It tells you that they are modus operandi, they are medium of operating on the earth. It's not like natural humans. We came to the earth through birth. They came by appearing. There were no babies and they grew. <laughs> and before long, after some few minutes, they disappeared. That tells you they are not humans. But they were described as men. And angels are described as men. Even the devil can come as a man. <laughs> wow. Father, we give you praise. And the Bible says that when this man appeared, he wrestled with Jacob all night. And for a long time, many Bible teachers have tried to interpret the concept of wrestling and some have debated about the fact that why should God wrestle with man 
Because how can man wrestle with God? You know, and there have been many teachings and concepts about it. But personally, as I study into this and meditate on this, I recognize that that wrestling that he's talking about was not a natural fight at all. But he's describing to us what it means to wait on the Lord. That is the whole concept. It's about prayer. I noticed that this is not a fight at all. And it could not have been a fight. But because the word wrestling is used, we then begin to assume that then it could be a fight, like the wrestling of man, as we know man to wrestle. But this could not have been a fight. Wow. Father, we give you praise. And you see, the word that was used, the Bible speaks about the fact that he wrestled with him all night. That word wrestle that was used, the interpretation of it about it means different things. One of it is to grapple, like we see in the natural, someone wrestling in the sense of grappling, you know, with one another. But it also has to do with floating around. So what does it really mean? You know, there are other things that describe it. So it tells you, I'm just pointing out to us that there is more that God is communicating to us than just a man wrestling with him. Wow. Father, we give you praise. In verse 20, he says that thy name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince, thou art powered with God and with man, and have prevailed. And have prevailed. So, the concept, you know, people were, the interpretation some make to it is that it means that you wrestle with God and with man and you won. And that becomes an issue because how could man have literally fought with God and won against God? It's not the, the literal sense of it. You know that God ceased to be God. God has no longer become God. But even what it means by the idea of prevail, that word prevail that was used, has to do with enduring. Enduring or having not given up. I just want to put the pieces together so that we can understand as we conclude. You see, it means that you wrestle with God and man and you do not give up. You hear the whole concept. Or you endured through the time. If it was natural wrestling, the Bible says that the, the angel or the man, I mean, other concepts might say angels, other versions the same, but the man that he was wrestling with, after a long wrestle, he touched the hip of Jacob and he began to live. It means the guy had not been touching him. Throughout the time they met, he had not been touching him. It's not a wrestle of hands, but it was a wrestle of words. Wow. I don't know if you understand. Because what prayer and waiting on the Lord is all about is a time to wrestle with God. Not with hands. Wow. But with your words. In the spirit realm, spiritual warfare is about words. The Bible says that where the words of a king is, there is power. 
In fact, when they ever saw the Lord Jesus in the book of Revelation, his fighting sword was in his mouth. Mm. Mm. He himself said, I'll give you a mouth. Mm. That is Toma, mm. the cutting edge of a sword. Mm. You know, that your enemy cannot stand against. So, in a spiritual concept, life and death is the power of the tongue. Yes. Anyone that understands spiritual things know that this is spiritual issues. Amen. It's not physical issues. Right. The problem of interpretation of this text, in my opinion, over the years has been because men have tried to decode this by the flesh. Mm. Was the letter killers? Oh, malakosis, Jesus. But he he stood with the Lord and wrestled all night. Amen. But that wrestling was with words. Right. The first time the Lord touched him, he began to live. Wow. If he wrestled in the flesh, he would have died. Wow. <laughs> when you come down, then he said that, and Jacob, verses 30, and Jacob called the name of the place Penel. For I have seen God face to face. My life is preserved. I thought he would have said, I have wrestled with God face to face and my life has been preserved. But he said, I saw him. So his dealing was never with contact. <laughs> and he even thought that by merely seeing him face to face, he should have died. But he endured. Wow. That have wrestled with God and with man. And you have endured. To man, it was seeing God face to face. To God, it was wrestling with him. I don't know if you understand this. Hey, Father, we give you praise. So what I want us to understand here is that the whole thing that was happening was that a man decided to wait upon the Lord all night. Not for two minutes and rush away. Mm. Not for 30 minutes and go. Mm. But he decides to wait. And that's what waiting upon the Lord is. And in that waiting, he saw the face of the, of the Lord. Yeah. Because when you can really wait, you see his face. Yeah. And in the in the in that in the context of that waiting, he continually debated with God with words. And in that there was a wrestling. Sometimes you can see in the newspaper. So so and so destroyed the president. When you actually read, it was not a physical destruction. But the person has said something harsh against the president. We must understand that the concept of that wrestling is not necessarily in the flesh, but with words. And if a man will so wait upon the Lord, mm. and will so argue out with the Lord, wow. and argue out with the Lord, yes. wow. wow, Father, we give you praise. Hallelujah, Lord. It can change a lot. Amen. It can change a lot. Amen. In verse 3, it says, I want to just point out some few things to us. And we understand the concept of waiting. Mm. The Bible says that, and he said, let me go, mm -hmm. for the day breaketh. Mm. And he said, I will not let thee go, Except ye bless me. Wow. Wow. Father, we give you praise. You see, that word lets me go is shalak. And shalak is not about holding someone and then he says, release me. No, 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 no. I mean, think about it. 
all the elements in this world was created by God. Can your hands hold it? No. So he's not talking about the word lets me go. It's like having a visitor. And you are engaging the visitor. It has to do with someone is waiting on you and the person says, send me away. Release me. It's the same concept that is used. If, let's say, a girl comes to the father, a man has come to ask the girl's hand in marriage. And a girl comes to the father and says, let me go. That's the same concept. It has nothing to do with holding. Or someone wants to need permission to be to leave an environment. And then the person is not being given permission. You are in class and you want to leave class. Like what it was when we were in primary school. And you tell the teacher, I want to go out. The teacher said, no, you sit down. The teacher is not, I mean, it's not letting you go. And you are pleading to be shalak. Mm. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. What is the message that it tells us? There are two things I learned from there. One is the fact that, you see, in prayer, you secure God's attention. Nothing can. You see, you would have to leave. Either that, unless you stop praying, you God cannot stop giving you his attention. That's the mystery of waiting upon the Lord. Once you are there and you have come to see him, it's impossible for God to turn away. And unless you have been you are done with your visit, God is bound to you. So when the, when 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 God said, let me go, he was not saying that. Then because my childhood from I I'll see the drawing books, a man wrestling with God like two people. <laughs> but there is something deeper. In prayer, you can get God bound. You can get His full attention. And so, what happened was that the reason why Jacob went there to be alone was that he wanted to be blessed. He saw that. In principle, he has the Abrahamic blessing. But in practice, he was not experiencing it. So it's like we that have the word of God. But you want to see the word become alive in your situation. And so he said, in this time, I'm going to wait upon the Lord. And so he, there he went to continuously argue out with God. And he said, I'll not let you go until you bless me. So you must remember that his concept was not to go and fight with God, but to go and seek a blessing. And that blessing is not solved by the necessarily physical fight. But in the concept of God, it's yeah. like what you would do if you were resting. Wow. And what a message that is. It tells us how we should be persistent in prayer. Amen. Two examples can be given in the Bible that would help us to understand. We'll read one, we'll not read the other. So let me mention the one that we'll not read. You see, it was like the story that Jesus shared about the widow who went to the unrighteous judge and would not let him rest. That widow was wrestling with the judge. But how can a weak widow wrestle with a judge? The Bible says day and night he was there. This man wrestled all night. But this woman other days. So persistently without giving him rest 
So the judge can one day say, let me go. Wow. And he said, I won't let you go until wow. you bless me. Wow. Wow. So he said, I must have you have your case so that I can be free. Amen. It tells you that there are certain things that you can make demand on in prayer until there is a release that you have the answer. And if you don't do that, why would that that mean? That's the experience you don't have. What that does, I believe, is that it releases so much faith that it allows your expectation to come to pass. You see, there are things that you might want to change. Let me tell you. <laughs> when it comes to your life as an individual, God has His promises for you. But your life is not just about you. It's about you fulfilling a purpose. Man. But the fulfillment of your purpose involves different wills. Mm. <laughs> I pray we understand this. Man. The fulfillment of your purpose involves different wills, different territories, authorities. So indirectly, although your desire in Christ or whatever you want it is settled and done for the fulfillment of your purpose there is more to it because it involves not just your will but other wills and there are principles that govern when it's beyond you but you can go to the lawmaker figuratively as a judge and argue why other wills should be overturned. Mm. Yeah. But in normal circumstances, it is not that. Oh. <laughs> wow. Wow. If it was done, then God will let everyone be saved. Mm. But I'm telling you that you can go and overturn. We say that God has not changed our will. That is one level. The second level. If you can wrestle out with God, Amen. you can overturn other wills. That is why it involves what we call resting. Mm. That's why you don't just wow. say, Oh Lord, I love you. <laughs> we are good. Yes. Yes. It is done. <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> it does not work like So God calls wrestling. Because the concept and what it takes. It's like how a lawyer will argue his case continuously with all the legalities of scripture. The Bible says, listen to this, the Bible says that if you pray for anyone, if you as a child of God exerting your will by praying for someone, and if the person has committed any sins, it shall be forgiven them. He didn't say they will ask for forgiveness. Wow. But by your prayer, it will be over forgiving them, it will overlook. What is that? So you can call it power, authority, but it's overturning of a will. In matters of forgiveness, it should have been the person conversing. 
But it is possible for that to be overturned. Amen. And that's what he's talking about in here. Amen. Another example the Bible gives is in Genesis chapter 18 about the story of Abraham. It's the same concept. Jacob was Abraham's grandson. So I believe that they had learned the same stories. Because that's exactly the same thing that happened when Abraham met with the Lord. Father, we give you praise. Hallelujah. And here also, in Genesis chapter 18, God came to him as a man. Mm-hmm. Just like he came to Jacob as a man. Mm-hmm. And when he had come and he had eaten with him, Abraham began to debate with God about Sodom and Gomorrah. Wow. Do you remember that story? Yes. That's from verse 20. But I will jump some few scriptures. The Bible says that, And the Lord said, Because the cry of Sodom and Gomorrah is great, because of their sins is very grievous, I will go down and see whether they have all together according to the cry of it, which is come unto me. If not, I will know. I mean, these are, it doesn't mean that God does not know. And the men turned their faces from hence and went towards them. So these are the two angels. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. So Abraham still was with the Lord. And the angels that came with the Lord went to Sodom and Gomorrah. Father, we give you praise. So Abraham drew near. So he came closer and said, Would thou also destroy the righteous with the wicked? Peradventure, there be fifty righteous within the city. Would thou also destroy and not spare the place for the righteous that are therein? So these are his raising an argument. Verse 26, the Lord said, If I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their for their sake. So he began to debate with God with words. I will not let him go. <laughs> if you are letting go, when are you going to meet God as a man again? <laughs> so he will not let him go. At that moment, he had lot and his family in mind. Mm. At that moment, I must gain what I want. Oh. I must make sure that my family is preserved. Ah. He kept arguing and arguing and arguing with him. Wow. wow. And in verse 33, after he had finished everything, and the Lord went his way, as soon as he had left communion with Abraham, wow. and Abraham returned to his house, that word to commune. You see, communion has so many concepts. You know, it comes from the root word to commit to commune. That's what we, we get communion. They say when he has finished communing, but it's from commune. And you see, that concept in this particular uh, verse, what was the communing, you know, the ING, relates to arranging with words. It's like having an arrangement made by words. So in that fellowship, you can have an arrangement made by words. But because it's from the root word commune, it also has to do with to become one. It it has to do with to bind yourself to. It has to do with intercourse. You see, intercourse relates to sex. That's in the flesh. So, you know, 
it brings our mind to a carnal thing. But let me give you the spiritual aspect of the meaning of the sex or the communion. I know many of you listening to me, maybe in the recording especially, are very spiritual. But you know something. <laughs> when we say two people have sex, what do they do? <laughs> what does it mean to have had sex? What is the concept? What happened? It's strange. I'm being sincere, maybe, but let's be spiritual. Let's have our mind on spiritual things. Right. To help you to understand about the rest of it. What really happens in sex? In sex, if you are an alien and you came to the earth and you understand what sex is, but when you see animals having sex, it's different from the intercourse or in humans. I'll leave it. Maybe when you marry, you can get the details. But when two people have sex, from what we know, I believe we know something, they basically wrestle. And you know what they fought for? <laughs> Maybe you understand that. Amen. I know you are spiritual, so you don't say that. That's okay. Amen. That is a concept. You see, because we know we know the word in the flesh, our mind goes to the flesh. But I'm likely to spiritual things. Amen. It's a love wrestling. Amen. And when they had wrestled, one gets pregnant. That one is a woman. We are the bride of Christ, man. And when that one gets pregnant, what is born is not of the woman, but of the man. You see, if we can wrestle out with God, your fruits will be looked at by men. And say, This is the doing of the Lord. This is not of man. This is not of man. This is marvelous in our eyes. Our fruits cannot always be what man produces, what man produces, the effort of man. We should bear results that it is God to bear. But for us to bear that results, we need God to overturn principles that have been set in place. And that is what necessitates to wrestle. Amen. I pray we understand these things. Amen. Father, we give you praise. Hallelujah. Genesis 32, back to the same chapter that we are learning from. And verse 28. Thank you, Jesus. The Bible says that, and he said, Thy name shall no more be called Jacob. But Israel, for as a prince thou hast power with God and with man, and have prevailed. So people, others say that have wrestled with God and with man, blah blah blah. So if the concept is about physical wrestling, that have wrestled with God and with man, and you have prevailed. When did Jacob wrestle with man? Up until that time, he has stayed in Laban's house. I never saw him wrestle there. I didn't know whether he wrestled at his two weddings. 
<laughs> he had had children. He had been a, uh, a shepherd in the bush. He never rescued you on the sheep. God is bringing our attention to something. But you see, God is a wise God. And it's a very mysterious God. Ah. And spiritual things are very mysterious. Yeah. It is discerned by the spiritual. Lord. You see, Jacob, to, to carry the Abrahamic blessings means to affect your purpose and the purpose of many others. Wow. Many humanity. He said that in you shall all the nations of the earth, other verses in the families of the earth, be blessed. Mm. You know what that means? You are literally affecting families, Man. lives, nations, mm. whether they are aware or not. Mm. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Hallelujah. So what God did was that he must justify Jacob. You see, if God just allowed Jacob, he would be satisfied, but man might not be satisfied. So he must justify Jacob before himself and before man. Wow. Jacob's argument must win before God and before man. Amen. So what he did was to descend as a man. Amen. So that by Jacob resting with him, he can say, I prevailed with man. Wow. <laughs> At the same time, that man is God. And he can also say, I prevail with God. And by that, he can walk in the fulfillment of the Abrahamic blessing. And in that way, he wrestled with man and with God. It had nothing to do with other humanities. But God, in his test, stood for other humanities. Today, God became man again in the Lord Jesus Christ. And as much as he was God, he was also man. Amen. Today we have the opportunity mm -hmm. to prevail with God and with man. Yeah. In principle, it has been done. Mm -hmm. In our experience, we can bend it to reality. Yeah. That is why we wait on the Lord. We wait on the Lord. Yeah. And we wait. Oh. Father, we give you praise. Amen. In Isaiah chapter 40, a popular wonderful scripture, and verse 31, the Bible says that, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Semicolon. So what it means to renew your strength is why he explains. Mount up with wings as a girl. Run and not be worried. Walk and not faint. Hallelujah. And the word that he says about waiting means to bind together to by twisting, it's like you bind yourself by twisting. No wonder it's a wrestle. No wonder it's a wrestle. Wow. And it also has to mean to tarry. 
blessed to be there. So it means that by tarrying, you are binding your soul to the Lord. By tarrying, you are wrestling with the Lord. In wrestling, they intertwine themselves and fight. Well, it's called fighting. <laughs> so it's their motive. <laughs> because you can intertwine yourself and not fight. Father, we give you praise. So that is what it means by wrestling. Father, we give you praise. Hallelujah. And that is what to wait. That's what it means. Intertwine and also to tarry. In Genesis, we don't read this, but in Genesis chapter 19, verses 2, the Bible says that when the angels went to, to Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot found them in the city square. And Lot bid them or pleaded with them that, Can you come and tarry with me tonight? Come and tarry with me tonight. I might say that as part but that's the words that I use. You should come and tarry with him tonight. Then they said, no, we will tarry in the streets. So he pleaded with him, with, with them. Then they decided to follow him. So when they were following, what, was, what were they going to do? They were going to tarry with him all night. That word tarry is the word to wait. They were going to wait. Wow. And amazingly, all night. That's why all night I have to pray. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise. And interestingly, the word tarry also has to do with to grudge. Just like two people would have exchange. Father, we give you praise. So when we understand waiting, it's an intentional commitment. It's not adequate to say, I always pray. But there is a time when everything must wait, where you have an intentional commitment in prayer. Amen. Continuously. Amen. Continuously. Amen. Some wrestlings might take more than a night. You know, you might pray, but the burden is still there. The next night, you tarry all night. Amen. The next night, you tarry all night. Sometimes, I mean, we might have all even come together to pray and have finished praying. But when you go to your bed, you are not going to sleep, but you are still going to tarry. You are going to tarry. And the next day, the next opportunity you have, you are still going to tarry. There is an assurance that they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. Jacob was carrying Abrahamic blessings. But for years, he has not seen the full fruit of it. He was a nearly successful man. You see, <clears throat> listen to this. Maybe to help us to understand what we're talking about in here. When Jacob left Laban's house, when Jacob left Laban's house, the Bible said that he had children. He had given birth to all the twelve um, patriarchs. They had their children, so it means. Um, I mean, well, some of them were a little old, but everything shows that in the flesh, he looks established. The Bible says that he had all sort of cattle. He had sheep and other animals. You know, most of the property of his uncle had become his. But Jacob recognized 
that how far I have come is the best of man and not the best of God. So when he came, he said, bless me. So to him, he was not blessed. We have the promise of God. But it's not enough to be as successful as man thinks to be successful. It's not enough to do as much as it takes man to do. We have been called to do the extraordinary. We have been called to go beyond the best of man. To make an influence that it takes more than a man to do. It takes us to wrestle. Man. It takes us to wrestle. Man. To wrestle. Man. And birth into being. Mm. What is ours? Yay. It was his alright, but he noticed that all that I have done, the flesh is a lot. Mm. I need why it takes the spirit to birth. Everything he had done was so dependent on the good will of man. Sometimes people have done a lot, but everything they have done is dependent on the good will of government. Mm. If the government come and say, you know, I am closing it, they have no place. It still depends on the good will of a landlord. Mm. They are blessed, but they are living in someone's rented house. And if the landlord come and say, I need my keys, Everything was suspended. Everything was coming back. All the things he has had was whether Esau will have mercy or not. <laughs> he noticed that I must change my establishment from the mercies of men Amen. to God. Amen. Wow. Look, we are not really blessed if the government can decide that, you know, I don't like what you are I'm stopping and they can stop you. You are going to a country, I am not allow you to go and you have to go back home. We are not blessed. Man. God desires to bring us above all power, all authority, all institutions. That is where the church must be. Even in the days of the killings and the material, even in our adversity, we are not meant to be stopped. Yes, the church grew even stronger. Man. We cannot be under, you see, life, the resurrected life, is that which has become death. Mm. And that's the greatest terror on earth. Mm. God desires us to bring us to a place where you are so blessed, but you are now afraid. Mm. Because death can come and catch you. Mm. As a rich man, we are taking you. And everything comes to an end. But God wants us to bring us to a place. And we say, oh, death, where is your sting? Because the Lord has brought him more to tonight. Bring us to a place where we have supremacy over every authority that threatens our establishment. In Christ, he has made that true. In our lives, it should become true. Amen. And that is 
what how you make it feel. Man. That's why you must also wait. Father, we give you praise. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening. We know your life has been blessed. You can send us your prayer requests, questions, or testimonies to Photoworks International at yahoo.com. For further info and other ministry resources, please call 026-110-6157, 020-079-5215.